The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, Namflange, Vandach, I will hear from God's word, and my life will never be the same. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Uh, We're continuing our series that we started last week, uh, talking about hearing the voice of God. We said last week, one of the uh, most frequently asked questions uh, in Christianity, uh, as soon as people get saved, uh, the next question they usually ask, uh, one of the most frequently asked is, uh, how can I hear God's voice? Amen. And uh, how many of you would like to be in a place where you can hear God's voice? In fact, the whole Bible is filled with stories, uh, all the way from the Old Testament to the New Testament, uh, stories of people that heard from God, and when they heard from God and acted on what God said, uh, they managed to uh, uh, be led to their destinies. Amen. So we're going to go to John chapter number 10, and we want to read from verse 27. That's our foundational scripture, and then we will go to someplace else. John chapter number 10, verse 27 uh, to 28. If you have it, you can say, I have it. Uh, John chapter number 10, verse 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and... They follow me. Did you see that? He says, my sheep hear my voice. So one of the declarations that Jesus makes uh, in uh, saying that he was the shepherd is that we as his sheep hear his voice. Amen. Amen. So you, child of God, just from the fact that you got born again, uh, Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior, there is a declaration that comes with that that says you hear God's voice. Someone say that after me. I have an ear to hear God's voice. Amen. It's a declaration Jesus speaks over you, and I believe it's a declaration that you need to believe. Uh, Jesus is telling us the truth. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 6, verse 18, it's impossible for God to lie. And so this is the absolute truth. That you can hear God's voice. I remember growing up and uh, I never had a problem with anyone telling me that the apostles could hear God's voice. You know, the, 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 the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, and the evangelists. I had no problem with that. I had a huge problem if you tried to convince me that I could hear God's voice. Because I thought hearing God's voice was for the chosen few. I thought that hearing God's voice was the, for the chosen frozen. You know, the elite In the body of Christ. But no, hearing God's voice is for everybody. But Jesus said uh, something else as he closes uh, on this verse, on this instruction. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And what do they do? And they follow me. 
So uh, part of what comes with us hearing God's voice is to follow that voice. Amen. So God's voice is like a GPS system that gives you instructions to your destiny. You know, we said a few months ago, teaching on uh, a grace in the marketplace, that God has never created anyone to be a failure. God has never created anyone to be an accident. God has never created anyone uh, just to live life, breathe in oxygen and breathe out, you know, carbon dioxide and just, you know, pay bills and uh, go to the grave. He didn't create you for any of that. He created you with a destiny. And he has given you a voice activation through his word, that will lead you to that destination. Amen? Amen. I said amen. Amen. And he says, uh, when you hear God's voice, the second aspect of hearing is to follow that voice. Remember what Pastor James says in James chapter number 1, verse 22? He says, do not just be hearers only, but be ye doers of the word also. Amen? Otherwise, if you just hear and you don't do, you end up deceiving yourself. But that doesn't mean hearing is not important. Because if you don't hear, what are you going to do? I know sometimes, you know, uh, we as pastors, we bash hearing. Just don't hear, don't hear only, just do. But if I'm just going to do, what am I going to do if I don't get to hear crystal clear what God is saying to me? Amen? So today we're going to help you uh, be in a place where you can literally hear God's voice. Watch this, all the days of your life. Every single day you can get up in the morning with an assurance that you're going to hear the voice of God again today. It's not going to be a special event in your life. It's going to be a lifestyle, an everyday thing. Amen? So he says, my sheep hear my voice, and once they hear my voice, they follow that voice. What would happen if your GPS system in your car, uh, on your cell phone, you know, you you punched in the coordinates of where you want to go. I want to go uh, to Santon to have lunch. And uh, that thing is going to, you know, calculate the quickest route to Santon or the shortest route to Santon. And then it's going to start giving you instructions. In other words, it's going to start speaking to you. It's going to say when you get, uh, one thing I've never understood is head southeast. Like, man, I don't even know where I am. You're talking about it. But anyway, if you keep driving, it will tell you, it will break it down back to left and right. So what would happen if you just sit there? I mean, this thing is saying when you get to the highway, turn left. And you just sit there and you don't get to actually start practicing the instructions that is given you. What will happen is it's not going to give you any further instructions. Otherwise, you will be more accountable for a lot or a whole lot more than you are where you're at right now. And sometimes God doesn't give us further instruction because we didn't act on what he already told us. In fact, someone uh, uh, who's a pastor uh, and a senior leader in in Christianity, Wendell Pye, he came and he said uh, to someone who was asking, what's God saying? I want to know what's God saying to me right now. And he asked him a a question. He said, what did God say to you uh, last week? And he said, He explained what he said. He said, until you do what he told you to do last week, or the last thing God told you, you cannot expect to hear any further instructions. You know why? Because it's just going to make you more accountable. In fact, it might confuse you. I mean, if it starts telling you all the streets and the roads that you need to get onto without you actually following it, it's just going to literally blow your mind. Amen? So a responsibility that comes with us hearing God's voice is to follow that voice. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so Jesus also declares in this verse, uh, John chapter number 10, verse 27, that he uh, is the shepherd uh, for the sheep. 
And uh, if we go to Psalm 23 from verse 1 to 3, we see what this shepherd does. Amen. It says in verse 1, The Lord, who is Jesus, is my shepherd. Therefore, I shall not want. I just added that therefore there. That's simply what it means. It says, if the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. What does that mean? That's old English way of saying you shall not lack anything. In fact, let's read it in the NIV. Man, this is a powerful scripture. We only read it at funerals, but I think it's for the living. Amen? Can I get an amen? Amen. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. What happens? I lack nothing. Why? Because if the Lord is your shepherd, he gets to do two things. Shepherds do two things. They protect the sheep and they provide for the sheep. Just like Tanasha here was saying that God is your provider. God is your source. Not your business, not your job, not what you do, not people. God himself is your source. He is your provider. And when you make him your shepherd, you will lack nothing. But watch what happens in verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul, and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, in Israel, when shepherds lead the sheep, unlike, you know, heading cow, when you're heading cow, you are behind cow, almost directing them and commanding them in an autocratic manner. But when you are heading sheep, you usually go to the front. So you can defend and lead them, watch this, to the green pastures. He's talking about provision. There's nothing for sheep better than green pastures. Amen? Not the dry ones in a rocky place where you have to scrounge just to get a little bit of a bite. He says he leads you in green pastures. And what he's talking about is not leading you to Nando's. He's not saying he leads you to a restaurant. He's saying he leads you to the provision which he embedded in his word. So the green pastures of the kingdom is the promises that are already prescribed and released for you in his word. Amen? So the green pastures are the promises of God in his word. So you have to start eating from the green pastures. If you're going to have to eat in the natural pastures. Amen? It starts with you eating the green pastures. The, same, the, the, the second thing he says is, He leadeth me beside still waters. And I was saying in the first service, if any of you have ever been to a waterfall, to Victoria Falls, or to Niagara Falls, man, or to a river, any river, man, that place is difficult to drink from. Or if you've ever tried to drink rainwater. Man, it's difficult to drink from. And here he says, the shepherd leads us to a place where we can drink still waters. What is he talking about? He's talking about the peace that comes with the blessing of God. The Bible says in Proverbs eleven twenty two, the blessing of the Lord, eat, the blessing makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. In other words, God will bring you to a place of green pastures, and it comes with peace as part of the package, or as a fringe, fringe benefit, if you will. Amen? And the third thing he says in verse 3 is that he restores my soul. Man, that's powerful. Only God can restore your soul. You know, sometimes you work these gadgets, you know, your cell phone or your computer, 
uh, you work it so much and you go so far in, you don't know how to get out. The only option you have is to restore to factory settings. And what's so cool about it is when you press that button, restore to factory settings, it makes the gadget brand new again. What he's saying in this verse is that the shepherd has the power to restore your mind, your will, and your emotions. Regardless of what you have gone through, when you start taking heed to his voice and start following his voice, he has the power to restore your heart to factory settings. Some of you have been hurt so badly, you, you, you're not even intending to try uh, love again. But let me tell you, if you give your heart and submit your heart to Jesus, he can restore your heart to factory settings. Can I get an amen? He can restore your life to factory settings. He can make your mind, your will, and your emotions brand new, ready to trust again. Amen. Amen. And so, as we follow that voice, we get to enjoy these benefits. And the next question becomes, how do we get to hear these instructions so that we can follow them? Let's go now to 2 Peter, chapter number 1, from verse 19 to 20. 2 Peter, chapter number 1, from verse 19 to 20. And this is Jesus, the Apostle Peter, rather, you know, talking about... uh, the experience that he had with Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration. You remember the story? Uh, uh, Jesus went up with Peter and a few other disciples to the Mount of Transfiguration. And the Bible says while they were there, there was a transfiguration that took place on Jesus, uh, such that his face began to shine as the sun and his clothes were as white as raiment. And while they were there, they heard a booming voice with special effects. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And so Peter is making a commentary about that. And he said in uh, verse 18, let's read verse 18, please. And we'll go to verse 19. And he says, and we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. So Peter is saying, no, we heard this voice when we were on the mountain. We heard it. We're not speculating. We were there and we heard it with our own ears. But watch what he says in verse 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed. Let's read it in the original King James Bible. I think you, you went to the, the, the one you were using before was better. Yeah, stay there. He says in verse 19, we, have a, we also have a more sure word of prophecy Amen. unto which you do well that you take heed. He's saying we have a more sure word of prophecy that will make you do well. How many of you want to do well in life? He says we have a more sure word of prophecy that will make you do well in life. If you listen to it. That's what taking heed means. It means this voice will make you do spectacularly well. All you have to do is to start listening to it. And following it. Following the instructions. On that GPS and it will take you to Santon. So as it were. As unto a light that shines in a dark place. He's making another point as well. He's saying God's word gives you a light in a dark place. Man, all you need, you don't need much to look around to know that you're in a dark place. Man, just look around you. As you walk out of this place, you realize really quick that you're in a dark place. You visit the hospital. Man, it's dark in this earth. You get, go to uh, prisons. It's dark in this earth. As pastors, we get to visit people in all kinds of places, and we get to counsel with people in all kinds of situations. And, man, you realize very quickly that as long as we're in this earth, people are bombarded with what we call life challenges and problems. 
It's a dark place. But he says we can do well if we take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place. He's saying God's word becomes the torch or the light that you can carry with you so that you can walk even in a dark world, a dark place with vision, with light, with perspective to get to your destination. That's why the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Watch this. A light unto my path. When you stay in God's word, you can see where you're going. Because we're in a dark place and you need some eyes to see. Can I get an amen? Amen. I remember, you know, uh, a few months ago, I I usually like to get up and watch the NBA finals. I only watch the finals. Uh, and usually, you know, the kickoff is at like 2.30 a.m. And my wife said, you know what? You can watch your game, but uh, please make sure you don't set the alarm because I don't want you waking me up. And uh, when you wake up, please make sure you don't switch on the lights because I don't want any of your uh, uh, hobbies disturbing my sleep. So I decided on this particular day that I was going to wake up. And so I woke up, and as I was coming down the stairs to go down so I can watch the game, you know, uh, further from here so I don't, you know, wake her up. Man, I missed a step because I was walking in the darkness. I didn't want to switch on the light. So I missed a step. And the next thing I saw myself on the ground. Thank God no one was looking. <laughs> and I just picked myself up and went to the couch. And man, even in a house, in a territory, watch this, that I'm familiar with, I still need light. Some of you have become experts in what God has called you to do, but let me tell you, you still need the light of his word, even in an area of familiarity. Can I get an amen? You still need him to lead, guide, and direct you if you're going to be a success in this life. So he says, uh, the light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. But I want to go back to how he starts that verse. He says, we also have a more sure word of prophecy. He's saying, we also have something that is more real than the voice that we heard on the Mount of Transfiguration. With all the special effects, all the boom and all the lightning effects that took place at the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus' face beginning to shine as bright as the sun, such that they couldn't look at him. And his clothes as white as raiment. Peter says we have something more spectacular than that. In the written word of God. Man, that's powerful. You have in your laps something that can radically change your life. You have on your lap something that is more sure than any audible voice. In fact, we like to call the written word of God, the logos, we like to call it the guidelines to the game of life. That's what I like to call it personally. You know, every Wednesday I play basketball with the boys and one of the things uh, we do is we agree on the guidelines of the game before we start. Which one is the out of bounds? Where do the lines stop? Because you can't just play anywhere. Otherwise someone is going to get the ball and run out to the parking lot. So we need to know where we play. And that's what the word of God is. The word of God is the sure foundation for any other voice you will ever get to hear. I know some of you get disappointed by this. Because you're expecting to hear how you can hear a booming loud voice. Yes, you can hear a booming loud voice, but the foundation of that is God's word. The Bible says in Psalm 11, verse 3, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? In other words, if we live our lives without any foundation, without any guidelines, 
What can the righteous accomplish? And the answer is nothing. The, the, the righteous can do much without God's word. Can do, can do not much without God's word. Amen? Beg my pardon. So you need God's word, and God's word is the foundation that you get to hear all the other voices. Because if you don't have God's word, all the other voices can deceive you. Can I get an amen? amen. Now watch what it says, the same verse. I'm going to read it in, uh, in the New Living Translation from verse 19. I want you to see what it says there. 2 Peter chapter number 1 from verse 19 to 21. He says in the New Living Translation, he says, Because of that experience, uh, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote. Did you see that? He's saying you must pay close attention to what's written in your Bible. Close attention. We read uh, Proverbs chapter number 4 verse 20 last week. He says, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. He's saying, prick up your ears when God's voice is being proclaimed. Prick up your ears to hear God's written word. So the Bible is not another uh, superstitious object that you can add to your repertoire. I used to think that's what's the Bible. You know, when the Tokolo, she come visiting in the village, you can get the Bible and say, huh, huh, huh. And say hold here. And the Tokolo, she don't want anything to do with the Bible. No, that's just folktale. It's not going to help you. The word of God will only start helping you when you pay attention to it and you put it in your heart and you start following the coordinates. Can I get an amen? And I'm trying to help you. Start listening to the instruction and follow it. And you'll be a success. Can I get an amen? Amen. Man, this is good preaching. He says, uh, pay attention to what they wrote. For their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place. Did you see that? Their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns or until the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the thing we have to lead, guide, and direct us is His word, the word that was written by the prophets. Now watch what he says beyond that. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. Man, this is good. Or from human initiative. The Bible is not a human project. Amen? Amen. We're not that smart. How did it come? No, these prophets were moved by the Holy Ghost or by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. Man, this should be your attitude approaching reading the word of God. That I'm not reading a human initiative project. That I'm getting ready to read an email from my heavenly father. Watch this, directed and addressed to me. And when you do that, what the Holy Spirit will begin to do is he will begin to quicken those words in your heart. And that word will move from being just the logos or the word that you are reading, you are reading to what we call the rhema. A specific word for a specific moment. You can get it from God's word, but you get it by way of the Holy Spirit quickening it to your heart. You can't read it like a novel. It's not going to help you much. 
But when you read it with an expectation, when you read it having prayed and said, Holy Spirit, I submit myself to you. Quicken these words into my heart. Man, you will hear God speak to you directly. And I've heard several things. I can read with everybody else, but there's sometimes when God literally speaks his words through his word to my heart, and I know it for myself. There's a difference between reading Jeremiah 29, 11, I have a plan to prosper you for Israel. And when you read it and it speaks to you for Tafara in 2019 in Johannesburg, South Africa, and I receive those words and the Holy Spirit quickened them in my heart. Man, I'm a different man when I walk out of that house. I'm a man who knows I've heard from God. And I begin to walk that way. There's a difference when you're being tormented by a pain and a sickness and a disease in your body. And you read those words specifically, the Holy Spirit quickening them to your heart. And they say, by his stripes you were healed. Isaiah 53 verse 5. Man, and he quickens it to your spirit and it's for you. There's a difference between a man who just heard somebody else prophesy it to a generation thousands of years ago. But how do we get to be positioned for that? We let the Holy Spirit quicken it to our hearts. You can never understand God's word with your peanut brain. You can never figure out God's word, just like you can't figure out God. Amen? Amen. And when you start positioning yourself that way, man, I'm telling you, things will change. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verse 14, uh, no man, no natural man can understand uh, the things of God. Neither can they uh, 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 understand it because they are spiritually discerned. It says no natural man can receive the things of God. They are foolishness to him. In fact, most natural men, when they hear stuff from God's word, they think it's just foolishness. Amen. They think it's crazy. They think it's wilding. What are you guys talking about? What are you on about? It's because they're carnal. Let's read it in the King James Bible, people. But anyway, we can stay in that vision. Yeah, yeah, let me read that. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive the truth from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them. They can't understand it. For those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. So the only way to read God's word is with spiritual ears. And when he quickens it to your spirit, man, be determined to act on it. In fact, let's go to verse uh, 9 in the King James Bible. I want you to see what he says there. Verse 9 in the King James Bible. Man, the Bible is your closest companion. That's the foundation of you hearing from God. In fact, they asked Smith Wigglesworth uh, many years ago. Some of you may not know who Smith is. He's uh, an evangelist from England uh, who prayed for many sick people and got them healed. And he had a powerful ministry back in the day. They asked him, they said, Smith, how many times in a, how long in a day do you read the Bible? And he answered them and he said, 15 minutes. And they looked at him with such a disappointed look, you know, like 15 minutes, but you're Smith. And he says, but I don't go 15 minutes without reading it. In other words, it's a, it's a way of life. Hearing from God has been incorporated into his life uh, uh, as a way of life. This is, what, this is how I'm going to live my life. I'm going to hear from God's word. And I'm telling you, when you position yourself to hear from God's word, I'm talking about to hear his written word and give it uh, the respect that it deserves and the honor that it deserves. God will begin to speak to you through the Holy Spirit quickening those words. And that's a good place to be in. Amen? Amen. Watch what it says in uh, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. 
He says, but as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. So God has prepared some things for those who love him. How many love God here? Everybody loves God. Here's the news, brothers and sisters. God has prepared some really cool things for you. But for Old Testament saints, uh, the Bible says their eyes could not see, their ears could not hear, it could not be deposited into their hearts. Can you imagine being in a place where you know there is something special that's been uh, prepared for you, but you just don't have access to it? But not if you keep reading. Watch what happens in verse 10. But God, someone say, but God. Every time you hear the word but, it means forget what I just told you. Now listen to what I'm about to tell you. If I came to you and I said, brother, uh, would you please lend me uh, 10,000 rand? If you replied and said, you know what, Pastor T, I just got paid today. You know what, would, what, what, what that would do to my heart? It would get me dancing. But if you say, but. <laughs> How many of you know that I'm not getting the money? <laughs> The word but simply means forget what I just told you. Now pay attention to what I'm getting ready to tell you. So forget what he just said, that your heart could not receive it, that your eyes could not see it, that your ears could not hear it. Now pay attention to what he's about to tell you. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. So as you're reading God's word, inspired by the Spirit of God, you begin to tune in to a different frequency. And as you tune in to a different frequency, you begin to receive of that, what that frequency is broadcasting. Can I get an amen? amen? And that's what God wants you to be, to be positioned in a place where you read His Word, believing that He's going to speak to you through His Word. In fact, I'll be as bold as to say, you're probably not even going to get any other ways of uh, God communicating with you if you do not have this foundation set. Hallelujah! You've got to get the foundation of God's word set, otherwise you're vulnerable to all kinds of spirits. You know why? Because even as prophecies come, they need to be checked against the litmus test of God's word. Ooh, man, this is so good. Even as prophecies come, as you check them to the litmus test of God's word, you begin to get a real, prophetic, accurate time frame of when those things will happen. But if you don't have God's word, you will act in a hurry. I remember in 2005, a prophet came uh, to our church from out of town, and he prophesied over my life, and he says, I can see an apostolic calling over your life. And if I did not have the word of God to stand on as a solid foundation, I probably would have gone to my boss and say, bro, I'm quitting my J-O-B today. Why, Tafara? Because a prophet came from out of town and told me that I have an apostolic calling. I probably would have gone to my pastor and say, pastor, from today onwards, thou shalt address me as apostle such and such. But guess, in, guess what? I knew enough in God's word to know that a prophetic word can come today. A dream can come today, Joseph. But you only get to see the fruition of the dream 32 years later. Wow. 
Ooh, that's good. And even after you've become king, Joseph, you still don't have to make the dream come to pass according to your own strength, just so you can say, I fulfilled the dream. See, a lot of people don't get this drift. But when Joseph was promoted to become a second in charge in Egypt, he still waited for 12 years for the dream to actually come to fruition. Though he had now the power in his hand to make it come to pass the very next day. He could have gone to the king and said, I just want 50 in the battalion. I need to visit my house to where my brothers are. And get to that house and surround it and get a loud speaker and say, bros, this is Joseph. I want you all to come out. I only have one small request. That dream I told you about, we're going to make it happen today. Bow. But no, he didn't. He still waited another 12 years for that dream to come to pass. So you need the solid foundation of God's word for you to be able to relate. Watch this with every other voice or channel that God can use to speak to you. Can I get an amen? So some of you are wondering, why do I not get prophesied on? Because you don't have a solid foundation in God's word. In fact, when you don't have a solid foundation in God's word, you become vulnerable. You become prey. For the false prophets. They can come and tell you all kinds of stuff. Matter of fact, I had one prophet call me and told me that they had a dream and they were at my funeral. And they said, so what we need to do, Pastor T, is we need to gather around intercessors so we can start shinda for you. And I said, no, you don't need to do any of that. He said, why? I said, because I'm not dying anytime soon. He says, how can you be sure? sure? I said, because I have a sure word of prophecy. In Psalm 91. That says, with long life, he will satisfy me. So if he's going to satisfy me with long life, the only time I get to check out is when I'm satisfied. As for right now, I'm not yet satisfied. So I'm going to stick around a few more years until I'm satisfied. You know why? Because he gave it to me as a promise. And I have a solid foundation to stand on. And if you don't have that solid foundation to stand up, man, you can get manipulated by so-called spiritual gurus. You need to set the parameters. Can I get it, amen? How much time do I have? One minute? Are you serious? Let's go to Matthew chapter number 7, verse 24 to 27 in the Message Bible. If you're taking down notes, you may want to write this down. It's impossible to be successful in life without following the voice of God. And when I say successful, I'm talking about the real success. I'm not talking about just getting, you know, a nice uh, car and just, you know, getting some interior decorations that go with it. Uh, I'm talking about real success in God. Can I get an amen? What that means is being able to fulfill the thing that God has called you to do in the earth realm. And when you're in that place, man, you're successful. You may not have all the flashy things, but if you are in God's will, you are a successful man according to God. And when you are in God's will, you provide for you anyway, so you don't have to worry about that. Number two, ignorance of his word or his instructions, GPS instructions, equals failure. Did you hear that? Ignorance of his word or his you know, map instructions uh, is GPS coordinates equals failure. And then the third one I want you to write is that 
Ignorance and victory are impossible roommates. Ignorance and victory are impossible roommates. What that means is you can never live a victorious life when you are ignorant of God's word. It's impossible. And this is why, number one, we are a word word church that gives out knowledge of God's word. It's because we want you to start enjoying some victory. Watch this in your marriage, (laughs) in your family, with your children. We want you to start having some victory in your job, in your business, in everything that you do. We need to start having some victory. How do you get to a place of victory? You start adding God's word into those respective areas. As long as you stay ignorant, you're not going to have victory as a roommate. It does not compute. That dog don't bark. A bird won't fly. Amen? That's just the truth. You came in here to hear the truth, right? That's the truth. Ignorance and victory, impossible roommates. If you want to enjoy some victory, you need to start getting yourself some knowledge. This is why we teach the word on Sunday morning. This is why we send a devotion on Wednesday. This is why we ask you and encourage you to join a life group. It's not because we just want to add another social event to your calendar. We are busy people. It's because we want you, we know that one hour a week on a Sunday morning is not enough knowledge to last you seven days. Listen, even for me as the pastor, I need some of that word in the midweek so I can be reminded of the promises of God. In fact, the apostle Peter said it in 2 Peter 1.12. He says, I will not stop doing this as long as I'm on the earth. I will always bring you to a remembrance to stir you up so that you can live a victorious life. So even that live group, once a week, is not good enough. Man, you're going to have to start getting into the word for yourself. And feed your heart and feed your soul so that you can renew your mind to the promises of God. Can I get an amen? Let's go now to Matthew 7, 24 to 27 in the Message Bible. This is Jesus speaking. Who's speaking? Jesus. He says, these words I speak unto you, they are not incidental additions to your life. They are not homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words. Did you read that? Words to build a life on. Did you read that? Now watch this. It gets really interesting. If you work these words into your life, and the word if right there, that's the the fine print in the contract. You know when they say sign on the dotted line, and, and there's a whole lot of stuff written that you don't usually read? That's that word if. It's about to make, uh, it's about to qualify everything he's about to say. He says if, that's the key word. If you work these words into your life. So the key is, brothers and sisters, to work the words that he speaks to you into your life. To incorporate them into your life. Read the Bible with an intention of acting on it. Download the GPS coordinates with the intention of actually following them. Not just so you can be religious. Not just so you can win a theology debate. Now the intention should be to incorporate the words into your life. Can I get an amen? amen? If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Again, here's some things that happen in the dark world uh, because we, you know, we're gonna we have opposition. 
Uh, rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved. Someone say nothing moved. Nothing, nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. How do you get to live a life that's fixed to the word so much so that when life happens, nothing moves? They didn't commit suicide. Pastor, they, they went through a whole lot. Pastor, they went through the fight. Man, they went through crazy stuff. If you hear their testimony, they went through some stuff, but they're still standing. How do you get to be that man, that woman who is standing even after going through all of that? You fix your life to the rock by working his word into your life. Man, I'm trying to help you to win. Watch this all the time. Now watch what happens when you don't do that. Verse 26 to 27. But if you just use my words in Bible study. So Jesus knows there's a group of people that like to just use his words to look spiritual to others. He knows what's up. He says if you just use my words in Bible studies or on Facebook to win an argument. But you don't work them into your life. You're like a what? I didn't hear that. You're like, what? <laughs> I'm not even going to read that. I'll let you read it. <laughs> Leave you in this place. That pastor called us stupid. That's not me. This is Jesus speaking. <laughs> he said, you're like, what? <laughs> a stupid carpenter who built his house on what? On the sandy beach. It was a beautiful house. Jesus never said there was something wrong with the house. The house was a beautiful house. A two-story house with a swimming pool and a big balcony, walk-in closet, a scullery, and all the bells and whistles. Beautiful house. He just built it on the wrong place. He married Jennifer Lopez. Can I say that? It was a Hollywood wife, man. Nothing wrong with that. The only problem was the location it was built. It was a beautiful house. The only problem was he did not build it in the right place. He built it at the sandy beach. And what's the next word? When? Notice he didn't say if. He says when. You know why? Because as long as we are here, a storm is coming. Man, I'm so sorry. But that's the truth. As long as we are here, Man, I wish we could just be in a place where I could come here and preach that as today from today onwards, you're not going to have an, another problem in your life. But that's not in line with scripture. Man, as we walk out of here, we're going to face some opposition. Oh, some of you are going to face your opposition in your marriage because the enemy does not like the institute of marriage because of what it represents. Yeah. Some of you are going to face some serious challenges raising up children. Some of you are going to face some serious challenges with colleagues at work, with your boss. I mean, that's just life. Life happens. But at least he showed us a way to which when it happens, we can still stand and still enjoy life and still enjoy the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Listen, when you go through stuff, number one, don't condemn yourself. Number two, don't ever uh, live in a, in, a, in, a, in a false world, in a deception that you are the only one going through stuff. Listen, we are all going through some stuff right now. But there's a better way to go through some stuff. Through building our lives on the word. Amen? I say, or hearing the word with an intention to follow. Man, this is good stuff. They didn't tell me all this stuff growing up. So I was bit down and I was discouraged. 
disappointed all the time. But if someone had told me, just work the word into your life, you'll be all right, yeah. I would have been all right. When the storm rolled in and the waves came up, what happened? It collapsed like a house of cards because it wasn't founded on God's word. Man, I want to encourage you this morning. The foundational way God is going to speak to you is through his word. Yeah. You don't have to wait. Next week, we're going to be teaching about hearing God's voice through dreams, prophecy, and word of knowledge, and so on and so forth. But you don't have to wait until God sends a prophet your way. You can go into his word and literally prophesy to yourself. You can literally go into his word, and as he begins, as you read that word, and the spirit is quickening that word to you, you can literally hear God. You can receive a rhema word from God in the spare of the moment. I remember at the end of 2018, uh, the Lord began to speak to me, and I shared with my wife uh, through Joshua 8, verse 7. Joshua 3, verse 7, actually. He said to me, Tafara, just like I told Joshua, that I'm going to be with him as I was with Moses, and that I'm going to exalt him in the eyes of man. And that all the men will know that as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with Joshua. I'm going to be with you in this season. And I'm going to exalt you in the eyes of man. And they will know that just like I was with Jesus, so am I with you. And how many of you know that all of us can go and read that scripture and pray that the Holy Spirit quicken it to our hearts. And we can receive it as a sure word of prophecy. Man, you're not going to get this stuff watching there's nothing wrong with scandal. You're just not going to get encouragement yeah. watching Isi Dingo. Yeah. I don't have nothing wrong with TV. But I'm just trying to help you. Yeah. The source of all encouragement, strength, when the storm rolls in, is found in his word. And when you stand on that foundation of the word, man, God will begin to send prophetic words to you. He will begin to give you dreams. It says, young man, they shall see visions. Old man shall dream dreams. Man, it's a promise in God's word. When you have a sure foundation of his word, the dreams come, they will not frighten you, but they will fit right into the picture. In fact, you will get to a place where you will begin to choose the dreams that you want to dream. It's called, it's called using the word to paint on the canvas of your imagination. And that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Why don't you stand on your feet? Did that help you? Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, I can hear God's voice through his written word. I have a sure word of prophecy in his word. Therefore, I commit to hearing from him today. Onwards, I commit to hearing from God through his written word. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, quicken the word to my heart. Holy Spirit, make me understand the word at a high level. Put it in my heart. Fix it in my heart. Plant it in my heart so that I may have fruit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, every single morning, as you get up in the morning, uh, my wife and I do that every single morning, 6.30. We are going to separate rooms. We get our Bibles and we start reading. And at about 7, when we are now getting ready to go to work, we share, what did the Lord say to you? 
She said, oh man, the Lord said this to me. What did the Lord say to you? The Lord said this to me. And we share every single day. The Lord speaks to us. And we share what God is saying to each and every, to each of us all the time. Because God speaks all the time. And there's a promise that he can speak to you. Amen. When you have a life situation, submit it to God. And let him speak to you through his word. Sometimes I'll be minding my own business and some random person I haven't talked to in years will just send me a scripture on WhatsApp. and say, man, I was praying for you and this is what the Lord said to me and this is a verse that he put in my heart. And I don't receive that verse as Dave Basson sending me a verse. I receive that verse as God himself speaking directly to me in the spare of the moment for the you know, things that I'm confronted with in life. It's just a perspective. It's the inclination of your ear. It's the attention of the heart. And as you do that, God will begin to speak to you more and more and more and more. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. That as we go, our hearts are attentive. Lord, we thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. Lord, we thank you that as they depart today, their hearts may be sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. Father, we thank you that you are fine-tuning their hearts to the frequency of heaven. That is, they read the word. They may not read as those that have eyes but do not see. But Father, according to 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 and 10, that they may read with the eyes of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that as they look into your words in Scripture, the Holy Spirit will just make these words come alive in their hearts. Lord, we thank you that every single day they will have a rhema word, a rhematous word that will help them answer life situations in their day, at the office, in their day, in their marriage, in their day, in their family, in their day, throughout everything that comes and lies before them uh, throughout the day. Lord, we just thank you that the Holy Spirit is with us and we commit today to paying attention to him as he leads, guides, and directs us. Lord, we bring those who may be going through stuff right now, those who are anxious about life, those who may be worried about tomorrow. Lord, we bring them before you right now, and we release the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. We release a peace unexplainable. We release a peace not based on the circumstances, but a peace that is based on who you are. Lord, we release that right now over their lives in the name of Jesus. Father, we bring those who may have pain and or sickness in their body. Lord, we speak to their bodies right now and command their bodies to line up with your word. We command their bodies to receive life right now in the name of Jesus. We command their bodies to receive healing and to be restored to perfect function. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone said, Amen, and Amen, and Amen, and Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.